Hello and welcome to the second channel of Tales from the Trip. I'm your host, The Trip Keeper, and we are going to be reading some lesbian erotica today. You heard that right. This is uh, this has been long requested by people who watch my channel. Maybe not lesbian erotica, but erotica. Um, I looked up some short stories, and uh, you know this one seems pretty interesting. So we're going to read it together, and I hope you have a good time. And um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, this is my first time doing this, so I'm a little nervous. This is by Claire Woodruff, too, on Volante. Um, looks like it says, Volante, the world's largest sexual well-being blog. But it's on Lilo.com, so I don't understand that part. It's Volante, but Lilo. That's like saying you're on New York Post, but you're on fucking Forbes.com. All right. Sadie collapsed onto the plush love seat, exhausted. Marissa looked amused at her. Why the hell does the drive here wear me out so much? It's not even two hours long. She tried to laugh out her frustration, but tiredness overtook. She attempted to release the remainder of the stress by running her hands through her thick black hair. She shook it out as if releasing pent-up stress through the top of her head. A couple years ago, she whined, I could drive 10 hours and still be ready to go. Is there something wrong with me, or am I just getting old? The temperature in the downtown condominium was cool, a nice contrast from her compact car which the sun had turned into a makeshift greenhouse during the trip. Marissa's home had become a haven of rest for Sadie on her numerous trips to the city. Marissa had a modern, posh apartment with a minimalist design flair. A Turkish area rug had an intricate design to contrast the simplicity of the place. Floor-to-ceiling windows, floor-to-ceiling, not Florida, floor-to-ceiling windows offered a skyline view of the city lights. In the cool condo, she slipped off her sling black heels and tucked her feet between two couch cushions. Then she scrunched herself against the throw pillows. Well, I've done that before. Marissa returned to the room and handed, Sadie a and handed Sadie a glass of chilled Sauvignon Blanc. She then sat on the couch. Ooh, this is about to get frisky. You've got so much going on, Sadie, with this time-consuming lecture series you're in, and your job, a micromanager for a boss. It all adds up to make a quick, cheer quick trip here tiring. Marissa sat on the couch by Sadie and sipped her wine, so please feel free to rest and relax tonight. Don't do anything except drink the whole bottle. I've got several stocked up too, different types, all your choice. Sadie patted Marissa's knee. Thank you, this is really just what I needed. She took a long drink of the dry white wine. I never dreamed this much work would be piled on my plate, and it doesn't stop. I can hardly get through it. And the frustration, my God, the frustration that comes with managing people who don't really care about their jobs or the company. Marissa shook her head at the woman next to her. You do need a break. I've been through it before too. But once you get your footing, your operations in place, even give some pushback against the boss of yours, things will ease up. I'm not sure. There is light out there. Sadie huffed. If you say so. Change into something change into something comfortable, Marissa suggested. Get out of that business outfit. Tonight is our out to veg out, binge watch, TV, and maybe do something else, if we think of anything. Wine does help me relax, I guess, but I can take whatever I can get these days. Well, I told you about all the wine I have. If you need something harder, I've got it. Oh, <laughs> that's what she said. Literally. Sadie changed from her dark dress and a blazer to a light t-shirt and comfortable pajama shorts. Perfect. 
Marissa and Sadie resettled in front of the large screen TV where they lay under the fuzzy blankets, squeezing the throw pillows during tense gunshot scenes and hugging them during scenes of romance and gentle lovemaking. A few glasses later, the wine had lightened up the two ladies. In fact, Sadie had shrugged off her stress and had fallen asleep before the movie ended. Laying awkwardly on the sofa, Marissa decided to guide her to the guest bedroom. Sadie, Sadie, she said, like a mother to her young child. Time to get up and go to bed. Sadie's eyelids were heavy. I'm awake. I'm... I've been watching the movie, she mumbled. Let's go. Stand up. She shook her shoulder. Is the movie over? That ended fast. Sadie tried to sound convincingly, like she had been awake, but her mumbling and drained face revealed otherwise. Come with me, Marissa said, holding back her laugh. I can make it to bed. I'm okay. Marissa guided her friend out of the living room and into the guest bedroom, still holding back a giggle at seeing Sadie in this tired stupor. Marissa threw back the blanket and then the bed sheet. Lovely sheets, Sadie mumbled. So flat. Do you make your bed every day? Just lay down. I can't sleep with this shirt on. It's too hot. It'll twist and bother me. While speaking, Sadie shimmied it over her head. Marissa helped when it snagged on her elbow. Marissa noticed a series of small, simple tattoos on the side of Sadie's torso. Each tattoo was a phase of the moon, from waxing to waning, centered by the full moon. Sadie recognized Marissa's attention shift from putting her to bed to her tattoo. Like my tattoo? Sadie giggled tiredly. I didn't know you had any tattoos. This moon, it is so you. I got it in Los Angeles. It's been beside me ever since. Marissa shook her head at the sleepy wit. She drew her finger over the full moon on the intimate flesh aside Sadie's left breast. Sadie touched Marissa's hand. Wanna see my other tattoo? Another one? Sadie pulled Marissa's hand down to her hip. She stretched open her pajama shorts and moved Marissa's hand inside, just below her belly button. The skin was warm and fleshy. Suddenly, Marissa stopped, as did Sadie. It was the moment when the night could give away to a flood. The two women had worked together for several years and kept in touch with each other afterward. When they first met, there was a quick, immediate spark between them. Friendship first, but a hint of attraction for the other remained, though buried very deeply as other things had priority. They'd put it aside as work and life overshadowed that spark, as well as everything else. In this moment, though, Marissa pushed a little further than ever before. She whispered into Sadie's ear gently, I can't see your tattoo when these shorts are on. Sadie turned toward her friend, Take them off. I won't stop you. I would never, ever stop you. Sadie answered delicately. Marissa slid her other hand into the pajamas just below the waistband and took them down. She let her cheek lie down Sadie's back until she felt the roundness of Sadie's ass. The sudden cool air made Sadie shiver and pushed her to her tiptoes. Her nipples hardened in the chill. Marissa stood. Her mouth was watering. Where's the other tattoo? She asked. Sadie turned toward her, leaning against the bed. Touch me, and I'll tell you if you're close. Marissa dragged her finger through Sadie's deep cleavage. Cold. Marissa drew her finger down her stomach. Still cold. Her fingernail came to the line in Sadie's waist where her panties set warmer. Marissa moved her finger to the right, getting cold. She moved left, warmer, yes. Marissa touched Sadie's hip. That feels good. Am I hot here? Yes. Oh yes you are.
While Marissa was thinking of the tattoo on Sadie's body, Sadie expectedly tilted forward and met Marissa like never before, placing her lips on hers. Their kiss lasted, as did their embrace. This very desire between them broke through to the surface, coming into the light. Breaking the kiss, Sadie lifted off Marissa's shirt. Her breasts were light and cupped in a black demi-bra that contrasted with their fair skin. Sadie slipped a strap off of one shoulder. Marissa slipped off the other strap and unclasped the bra. Sadie fell into her breasts. Her mouth covered one of Marissa's tits and her hand caressed the other. Sadie then placed her lips all over Marissa's breasts. She attended to all the sensitive flesh. Sadie, yes, this is just what I wanted. She tucked a tress of Sadie's dark hair behind a small ear. Marissa basked in the attention. She savored what she had, in fact, been attracted to. She always had been impressed with Sadie's full lips that she could pout so well. When toying with men at bars and business conferences, she could capture and hold their attention with those lips. At the same time, when she toyed with those salivating men, she was actually nurturing the deep-seated longing inside Marissa. Watching those nights, Marissa would squirm as her body heated up. In the bedroom, Marissa eased Sadie onto her back on the bed. Sadie's large breasts swished around when she toppled backward. Marissa started to climb onto the bed, but Sadie stopped her. You haven't found my other tattoo. Find it first. But, not giving Marissa a chance to rethink her search pattern, Sadie placed Marissa's hand on her smooth skin just above her most sensitive area. Right there. The tattoo was a lovely woman set inside a crescent moon holding Scorpio in her hand. Marissa kissed the tattoo. Yes, Sadie's voice oozed. Feels good. Her voice had shifted from tired to a tone which was caught on a whirl of physical and ethereal sensations. I've wanted this. You don't know. Marissa climbed on the bed, silently, as of approaching prey. Marissa wore her expected perfume of wildflowers and sweetness. Sadie was made at ease by the womanly perfume. The scent further warmed Sadie. Marissa leaned down, teasingly. Sadie craned her neck to meet her lips. Her new lover's kiss from earlier wasn't enough. Sadie pushed her body upward to press against Marissa and encouraged her to come closer. Marissa needed only a little encouragement. Their tongues were twisting and playing and exploring, their bodies pressed together, rubbing and quickly grinding in their flaming desire. Their hands ran all over each other, they ruffled the bedsheets and blankets. Sadie rolled Marissa onto her back and kissed, going lower and lower. Soon, Sadie's tongue was lapping at Marissa's pussy and glossing her clit. Marissa's body winced when the wide pink tongue orbited the spot. It was smeared with Sadie's saliva. Marissa murmured Sadie's name and encouraged her on. Sadie found Marissa's secret place. She squealed. She grabbed Sadie's thick hair to hold her head in place. She was not going to let this mouth move anywhere else. Sadie felt the fingers holding her hair tighten and tug. She worked her mouth faster and slid two fingers between the lips of the slippery cunt. With her tongue and driving fingers, Marissa's murmurs transformed into grunts. Her body shifted with each thrust and lick. Don't stop. Keep going. Right there. You're doing so good. Marissa went abruptly silent. The wonderful sensation had struck her in full force. Sadie rose to admire the woman who she had just led into the realm of joy. Marissa's face winced and scrunched as the orgasm circulated throughout her body. She avoided speaking so Marissa could continue to bask in pleasure. She laid down next to her. All the wetness on her mouth and chin began to dry. She had her own sense of pleasure. 
Pleasing someone else was a joy all its own. Still, Sadie let her fingers play and piddle lightly. It wasn't long before she felt the initial onrush of her own orgasm. The next morning's sun was bright through the sheen curtains. Sadie awoke to a sweet kiss from Marissa. Thank you for last night, she said. Wow, what a time. I wasn't expecting it either when I got here. Any time before your first meeting today? Marissa asked. About two hours. That's enough time. She lowered herself to disappear between Sadie's legs. Wow, what a great erotica. That's my first one I think I've ever read in my life, so pretty, pretty interesting. If that was your first time, hey, we both experienced it together. Um, I'm, I'm glad uh, Sadie and Marissa are uh, coming out with their true feelings. I mean, that shit builds up inside you and you can't let it go, you know? So I'm glad they finally got it together and uh, they're probably uh, gonna be lovers for life. Um, I don't know, it's fiction, so who'll, we don't know, we can make up our own theories in our head. Uh, put a scenario after this experience for Sadie and Marissa in the comment section below. I wanna know what you guys think would happen next. Um, in the best opinion I have, they're gonna get married and have six kids and a Pomeranian. That's, that's the best scenario. Nothing better than that. Alright, if you enjoyed this, uh, please give it a like. And if you want me to do this shit again, say so. I'll do it. I try to get the Tripkeeper voice as best as I could without going too hard into it. Um, because I saved that for the main channel. I really gotta get into it. But for this one, it's like a mix of my main voice and the Tripkeeper voice. But like right now is what I normally sound like. And Ozzy's meowing in the background. Um, but yeah. Alright, let's, let's not continue this any longer. And have a good night.